Hello, everyone. This is the F- Foul Balls podcast. Uh, this time on the Foul Balls podcast, we will be covering a different sport outside of baseball, football. It'll be soccer. This will be the second episode of our Foul Balls podcast. And I am Nick Colley, and I am joined by Rob Diamond, uh, my co-host and soccer analyst at Roto Pros. How's everything going, Rob? I'm doing real well. Thanks a lot for having me here today. Awesome. Glad to have you back and glad to have another EPL slate for us to break down as these players return from their hometown countries for coming off of the last round of World Cup qualifying matches. So without any further ado, let's just dive into the slate. On this slate, we'll handle things a little bit differently than our first episode. Instead of breaking down everything by game, we're going to do it by position and we're going to start with goalies. Rob, what are your thoughts on goalies for this weekend? So for goalie this week, I'm going to be rolling with about four different ones. Uh, my main goaltender is going to be Courtois and Chelsea. Uh, at the end of the day, all I'm really looking forward to, uh, looking for in my goaltender is just the points. Uh, it's such a varying position where you can even finish negative, uh, which would really kill your card. So I'm just looking for my points and walk away. He's going to win. He's going to get the CS bonus. He may not make very many saves, uh, but that really doesn't concern me very much in a week that's uh, going to look pretty crazy for goaltenders. Uh, my second goaltender is going to be Peter Cech with uh, Arsenal. I really like Watford in terms of getting shots on the net, so Cech is going to have to make some saves. I wouldn't play him in cash, but as a GPP play, he could end up with the highest ceiling of the week, uh, having to make a ton of different saves. Uh with the win on top of that uh, would be really impressive uh, to his scoreline. And even if he gets a CS bonus, I could send him sky high. Um, my next goaltender after that would be Jonas Losey uh, with uh, Huddersfield. I don't like Swansea uh, to score many goals at all right now. Uh, so looking at uh, Losey to let in uh, anything, one or less is the ideal spot for him. CS bonus is another question. A win is now the question. He's in that mid-range area where it can be really hard to find a, a keeper uh, that will actually produce good numbers. And I really like his position this week. Uh, I like Huddersfield a lot, too. Swansea just aren't very good at home. Uh, the last keeper I'll be rolling with and I'll be playing probably as my highest exposure keeper this week is going to be Asmir Begovic of Bournemouth. Spurs at home this season have been absolutely atrocious. Anyone at Wembley has been atrocious. I'm going to ride that train as hard as I possibly can. Uh, Tottenham have failed to get results at home so far to Burnley and Swansea. Bournemouth probably falls to that same range of a meh kind of team that aren't really elite, and they definitely aren't going to get relegated every season. You know, They, they don't stand that uh, kind of fight every year. So they uh, they are kind of someone who I'm I'm looking to cause a lot of ripples this week. I think a lot of people are going to be on Spurs, and uh, I think uh, Spurs are going to really struggle for a result. So that would be all my keepers for this week. Well, you're definitely right about the public being on Spurs, as they are at home against the bottom of the three team. So I can see the logic behind Begovic, and that brings me to my keeper, which is Jack Butland. He's $100 less than Begovic. His team is in a very similar situation as Bournemouth. Um, He plays for Stoke. Stoke is on the road at Etihad against Man City. Man City, as we all know, is arguably the best team in the world, probably the best team in the Prem with the best offense in the Prem, which means they will take a ton of shots at home against Jack Butlin. However, I'm a firm believer in Jack Butlin's talent. So I think Jack Bowling can, you know, make 
seven to ten saves on 12 shots by still allowing two or three goals and ultimately returning value by just racking up saves. He's undoubtedly has a hard matchup and undoubtedly is going to face a ton of shots. So this is the this is a week where I don't see much value in paying up because I think you know some of the high price keepers could let in a fluke goal. It just by one fluke goal means it gives them a very hard chance of returning value if they're priced you know in the mid five to six k range. So outside of Jack Butlin, I'll be looking to. On the other side of the Arsenal game, I don't know how to really pronounce his first name, but his last name is Gomes, and he's the goalkeeper for Watford. Um, like Herelius or Herelier. Yeah, or it's like some hilarious. I just like to say hilarious <laughs> Gomes. <laughs> so, anyways, hilarious Gomes, he has you know a home matchup. Watford is one point out of the top four in the EPL, and they have kind of struggled at home, but they are undefeated in their last seven games, or maybe they have one loss in their you know their first seven games in the Prem. So they're really looking to like you know take that extra oomph, show you know the public that they could have the lesser dream, or they're as talented as you know the top four. And I think this is a great opportunity for them to get a win. And he should see a lot of shots, given you know the talent level that Arsenal is. But Arsenal will likely be without their top playmaker Alexis Sanchez, as he played Tuesday night in the international game, so he couldn't return to the team till Wednesday, likely not making him fit or passing a, a you know a fitness test to be ready for Saturday's game. He'll probably come off the bench in the 60th minute, but, you know, playing against Arsenal without their top playmaker and maybe their top two playmakers because Ozil's also status is in question seems somewhat kind of intriguing against a lackluster offense. But that finishes up our goalies, and we're going to move to defensemen. Uh, what defensemen you like, Rob? Okay, so for defense this slate, uh, breaking down, just I'll just start at the top list on the, the DK pricing here. Aaron Cresswell is someone that uh, should find your cash lineups every single week despite opponents. Uh, his floor is massive. He takes a ton of crosses. He is expensive, but in terms of if you're looking at uh, Ben Davies, uh, uh, I, again, this week I'm on the Bournemouth side, so that's tough for me to take him. Uh, Zappacosta probably won't play for Chelsea. He's someone that usually sees the international time. Uh, so Cresswell is that elite uh, defender I'm looking to take the chance on this week. Uh, it looks like uh, Klosanek's going to be hurt for Arsenal, which is hugely disappointing. I had him in the World Cup qualifiers this past week, and he finished with a .75 coming off at halftime injured. Uh, that completely devastated me. At the same time, I also had uh, Nathan Aki, who I'll talk about here in a few minutes. But uh, Kolasinac, if he's out, look for whoever Arsenal plays on the left wing. They may even move uh, Montreal up, which would make him an incredible play with Bellerin. I love both those two this week. I love any defender that actually plays as a wing midfielder because then if you get the CS bonus on top of that, it's just huge ceiling. Um, my next defender I'll be rolling with a lot this week is Charlie Daniels on Bournemouth. Even though he is playing Spurs, uh, despite whatever result or matchup you believe in uh, will come from this game, he produces a really high floor against really good opponents. And this week I think they're going to find a result. So his ceiling is going to be greatly increased this week, in my opinion. Uh, and at 4600 on DraftKings, that's a really good, uh, really good value play, especially in cash. Uh, 
Following him, I really like Chris Lowe in Huddersfield. I'll be stacking him a lot with Losey. He actually takes uh, the the penalty shots for Huddersfield as a a defender. So you you don't really see that kind of uh, that kind of GPP opportunity very much. I'll be avoiding him in cash uh, just because he doesn't really produce very much floor. Uh, but uh, in terms of GPP, I'm all about him this week. Uh, you're you're gonna laugh at this. My my big GPP play this week is actually David Luiz from Chelsea. Now, I think uh, something that generally happens whenever teams play Palace, uh, there's a lot of positive variance to go around. There's a lot of different opportunities for all sorts of different players because the opposition is so poor. A lot of different things can happen. David Luiz gets forward. He's arguably a better attacker than he is a central defender. Uh, against Palace, I'm going to be looking at some different places other than Hazard or the main core options to kind of find that edge in GPP. And if David Luiz also gets the CS bonus on top of any kind of athletic uh, attack and production, uh, that's something I'm looking to jump on board with this week because he's probably, every week, he's probably the most likely center back to score a goal. And in the week where he is most likely to get the CS bonus too, it's hard to avoid that. The last one I'm going to go with here is uh, someone I just mentioned there a few moments ago, and it's uh, Nathan Aki on Bournemouth. Now, he may not start. He started for uh, the Dutch here in the World Cup qualifiers as a left back and finished with more than 15 points at a 2.8K salary in DraftKings. This week he comes in at 3K on DraftKings. And uh, while I'm not, like I said, I'm not 100% on him starting, if he does, this is absolutely someone you need to get into you, uh, your GPPs uh, just simply on his salary relief alone. He is going to make some crosses. I doubt they're going to get the CS bonus. But uh, just at 3K, you can take the chance on him maybe even getting assists riding the way from the past week where he was amazing for the uh, Dutch. Uh, so that, that would be the defenders that I'm looking at this week. There isn't really too much outside of that that I'm really interested in. Uh, my big uh, my big GPP play is definitely going to be David Luiz, though. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <clears throat> I'm in agreement with a couple of your guys. Aaron Cresswell... After looking at it, I think is undoubtedly the, you know, price to pay if you're paying up. His cross total in his last <laughs> five games is pretty astronomical. Sure. 19, 17, 11, 11, 8. 8 was for England or against England. He did this last season too, and he was a, he was like the, the third selection wing back last season for West Ham. He's unbelievable in terms of DFS. Uh he just pumps the crosses in like nobody's business. Yeah, the only concern with me is I think Manuel and Zini is supposed to be back. So I don't know if that'll change, you know, their game plan or shape from throwing the ball into Carroll to, you know, working in Lanzini in between the holes and trying to, like, nitpick their way to a goal. But undoubtedly he's probably the price to pay up for. Outside of that, I like Jose Holobas. Um I know you're not on Watford this week, but, you know, I think I am. Holobos is a guy that, you know, racks up the crosses in bunches. He's coming off an 11-cross performance with an assist last time out at West Brom. This time he's at home against Arsenal. Arsenal have a very weak back line. They've always been known to just be terrible at offense and holding, you know, clean sheets and whatnot. Uh, Watford will definitely look to push up the field, and it'll be you know likely to the likes of Holobos on the wing, whipping it into Richarlison. 
Outside of that, I like your Charlie Daniels call. It's very sneaky. He's a player that's, you know, very well active in the Bournemouth offense. And like you said, teams have struggled at Wembley whenever they are forced to play there for home games. And down below, I think you covered it with David Luis. It's funny you mentioned him because you I hate him most don't think he's a good defender on paper, but I guess from a DFS standpoint, it doesn't really matter how good they are on the field. And I'll tell you that, if you want to go with the cheap Man City guys, just to chase a clean sheet or, you know, with the same theory of David Luis, knowing that there's going to be multiple goals for Man City and fading the obvious guys and maybe taking like an Otamendi or Stones and hoping for a header or whatever tap-ins that John Stone had in that crazy two or three goal game a couple yeah. a couple of weeks ago. But that pretty much covers defense. You usually want to pair defense with your goalie as it's a positive correlation, just like running back with defense in NFL. So let's move on to the midfielders. And take it away, Rob. Who are you looking at for midfield this week? Okay, so first, before we talk about the players, I think it's most important to talk about why you shouldn't take Christian Eriksen from the midfielders. Now, obviously, he is an incredible play. Uh, he, in many sites, actually, he's coming in as more likely to score than Harry Kane, uh, which, on one hand, would make you say, oh, wow, Eriksen, we should really take him. On the other hand, it's like, why is Harry Kane coming in behind Eriksen? We should maybe consider avoiding Kane then. Uh, which I'll talk about in a bit, too. The point here is that uh, when he comes in at 10-5, you need him to outscore not only Kevin De Bruyne, but every other midfielder in GPP, and in basically for him to make value in cash. In order for that to happen, you'd need him to score around 35 points in DraftKings uh, for his salary. Uh, That's probably not going to happen at Wembley. He hasn't shown the ability to do that yet at Wembley. His team hasn't shown the ability to do that at Wembley. Um, Furthermore, Tottenham have the unbelievable task here of having to go to Real Madrid this week for Champions League. Uh, I don't know exactly how they're not going to be looking past Bournemouth on top of everything else that's going on. And I don't know if Tottenham do happen to blow this game out, which I highly doubt, but if they happen to to sneak their way back into uh, a winning way at Wembley, uh, Erickson and Kane will probably be forced to come off here. I I don't know how they need to beat Real Madrid this week. Like it's, it's not a question. So if they do start succeeding beyond like into like a GPP winning range, they're going to be taken off in order to be saved this week uh, for Real Madrid. Uh, it would make no sense to keep them on the field if they're just pumping it. So for that, uh, I'm going to be taking Kevin De Bruyne as my top uh, midfielder this week. Man City historically saved their midfielders for after uh, the the uh, Champions League games, not before. Uh, so expect Man City to be resting uh, next week rather than this week. I really like Kevin De Bruyne a lot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on my guns here and think that Sanchez is actually going to start. Arsenal don't have a Champions League game to worry about this week, and I have a feeling that Sanchez will still find 90 minutes this week. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. You're probably right saying that he is going to come on uh, at the 60th minute and finish off the game. I'm going to I'm gonna jump on the other side of that and say Sanchez is going to see a full complement of minutes, and Ozil will not, uh, forcing them to really roll with Sanchez. Uh you have to go with either uh, their forwards is a different story. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Sanchez or Kevin De Bruyne uh, is the where you want to go with that. Uh, 
my next midfielder, true midfielder that uh, I'll be rolling with a lot this week is uh, Aaron Moy with Huddersfield. Uh, I think he's in a price range below a lot of really obvious people that you'll find in like the Chelsea's and the Man Cities uh, that would be playing and potentially being subbed off for their uh, Champions League game this week. Uh, Moy will guaranteed 90 minutes out of uh, literally everyone that's ahead of him. He's the first person that comes on the list that's guaranteed 90 minutes to play. So at 7,100 on DraftKings, that's really something I'm going to be looking to jump on. Uh, I like Huddersfield this week. Uh, Moya, in general, has an amazing uh, cash floor. Uh, So if he manages to produce here in GPP, it could really go off. Next to him, my absolute favorite play this week, period, is Junior Stanislas on Bournemouth. He's a cash play most weeks, and uh, in general here, I'm on Bournemouth to beat uh, or at least get a really good result against Spurs. So Stanislas is someone that I'm absolutely looking forward to this week to uh, roster as much as I possibly can at 6,400. He's the 7,500 or more uh, salary kind of guy in DK, so getting him at this is a massive discount. Uh, behind him, I really like Alonso on Chelsea. Uh, he's going to be taking uh, the free kicks, uh, the scoring opportunity. So I'll be looking for that to happen. I think Palace are going to foul a lot this game. They're not going to have many other defensive options other than to foul Chelsea. So look to Alonso to maybe sneak one in here. Uh, I really like uh, Vic, uh, excuse me, uh, Victor Moses on Chelsea. I think they're going to be starting a lot of uh, discount starters, uh, saving up for their midweek game against Roma, where that's so uh, actually, despite like the uh, obvious, uh, it's not Real Madrid, this uh, Chelsea-Roma game is huge. If Chelsea win this game, they're looking at being uh, getting into the next round uh, as a top team. So they're really going to come out here against Roma and really be focusing on that. So I don't expect guys like Hazard... Uh, to really see that 90 minutes that everyone's looking for. Tom Carroll and Swans, he's always a cash play. Uh, Townsend could be made a cash play for Crystal Palace because he does produce the floor. Arsenal should be starting some discount starters. Uh, Awobi could see some time. Tom Ince still leads the league with the most goal-scoring shots without a goal. Uh, that's got to break soon. It's got to happen. Uh, conversely, uh, Scott Arfield on Burnley has made the most scoring uh, passes, uh, scoring creating, uh, score chance creating passes, excuse me, this season without making an assist. Uh, Exaka and Arsenal uh, should see some uh, extra time uh, with no Ozil. And one of my favorite players, sorry to talk about lastly here, is uh, Robin Van, Van Lepar on Huddersfield. He comes in at 4K, has been seen 90 minutes lately, plays on the wing, and uh, I really like his opportunity to pay off at 4K here. Interesting, interesting. You took a lot of the guys out of my way. Uh, I just want to touch on one thing. Mui, I found interesting at first, and then I, you know, I dug into like what I thought made sense. And he's coming from Australia. It's kind of a big, you know, time change and difference. Uh, he he like Alexis Sanchez also reported late in the week, so I don't know if he'll make the starting lineup. And interesting. I mean, was there Australia was playing this uh, past week? Were they? I didn't even realize. Yeah, they were. So that was a, just a quick tidbit on him. Um, midfielders, um, I'll be looking to target. It's real simple for me. I whoever Man City and Pep starts, I'm all in on that. You know, trio up front. I think it could be Jesus. He's midfielder eligibility. De Bruyne kind of scares me. I mean, he offers a high floor, but I just the goals haven't been there this season. It's been the goals have been coming from like the. You know, the speedy, active guys, while De Bruyne and Silva are kind of in the back with the 
you know, creating the chances. So I like Sterling Silva, or Sterling Sané, and Jesus. I like that trio a lot. I think it, you know, could yield a crap ton of goals. And outside of that, I like Chelsea's, you know, trio. They should be without Morata. I don't think Conte will go with Batua. He's been absolutely awful every time he's been elected to start, even for Belgium. So my prediction is it's going to be Hazard, William, and Pedro. I'm not all in on Hazard because of the reason that I don't think he'll see 90 minutes because of Champions League. But guys like William and Pedro, um, I think at their current prices, offer a ton of upside. 7K is you know too cheap for William. I think he could see some free kick opportunities. And yeah, that's basically my interest. I think Junior Stanislas is a great, intriguing GPP play. I also think Manuel Lanzini is a great, intriguing GPP play. He hasn't been fit since the start of the season, and he took all this time, this international time, to really get fit for West Ham, and he should break the starting 11 finally. And at 5,600, that seems, you know, a bit too cheap for... it's. It could be a trap matchup against Burnley, but I still think at that price he offers a ton of upside. So, If I can just jump in here real quick, uh, William is probably the elite play this week from midfield. I, I didn't mention him because it was pretty obvious uh, in terms of like, the Chelsea guys, but the, in, in terms of his floor and uh, expected ceiling uh, playing Palace this week, he at 7K, he's an absolute steal. Uh, 7.2, sorry, on DraftKings, absolute steal. And uh, he should make all of your cards. And he's someone that I'll probably be going a little bit overboard on this week because I, I you're right. I, I see Hazard coming off first, Pedro coming off second. Uh, William would be behind those two. Uh, so I have no problem taking him. Exactly. William is, you know, one of the guys I'll really look to target as well as Sane because I think he'll be up front. And as we all know, Sane, whenever he gets opportunities, the guy is just lightning in a bottle. He always makes the most of it. So without further ado, let's move on to forward. Forwards are kind of obvious. It's very similar to midfield because some of the guys have forward eligibility. But, you know, you start at the top. You have Kane. Kane in an amazing matchup against Bournemouth at home. Rob's Rob's touched on why he doesn't like Tottenham. But if you look at, you know, just sheer odds, Kane probably has the highest goal-scoring odds of anybody. And then a lot of the guys underneath we've already touched on. Lacazette's an interesting option at... At a forward-only option in Watford. He's one of the only healthy guys Arsenal has to rely on scoring goals, so he'll definitely be active against Watford. And just below that, guys that really catch my eye are Chris Wood for Burnley. He could very easily have a you know a hat-trick. Is a intriguing GPP play that definitely will go overlooked because of all the high names. And, you know, that's about it. I'll let Rob touch on his favorite player, Richarlson, but he probably doesn't like him this week, so... Who do you like this week at forward, Rob? So first I'm going to touch on Harry Kane and uh, why I won't be playing him at 11.5 on DraftKings for salary. Uh, Same situation as Erickson. Tottenham would have to score three goals this game and basically them all come through Harry Kane. Uh, He... He is the person that needs, needs, needs being the keyword, to finish with the high uh, raw points total of the week every week as this high salary. And 
he kind of got lucky over the uh, World Cup qualifiers against uh, was it Slovakia or Slovenia? I always get the two mixed up, but uh, they, they, uh, the the entire slate was very low scoring, and Harry Kane still managed to come up as one of the top raw points leader, finishing with like 19 points in DK. It was just the kind of slate that went through. A lot of people should have finished with better point totals than him, but he still finished with the top with like a goal in the 95th minute. You know, that's just the way it works sometimes. I don't expect the entire slate to be so quiet this week that Harry Kane will manage to win raw points total with just one goal. Uh, He'll need two or three. And when you look at someone like Kevin De Bruyne, Hazard against Palace, he only needs 20, 30 minutes to score two goals. Hazard does against Palace. Uh, Jesus, Lacazette is probably going to play a lot because Drew saw a lot of time with France uh, over the, the international break. So it wouldn't surprise me if Drew literally only sees 10 minutes this game. Uh, Sterling should see lots of time. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, he'll be saved for the midweek, and we'll just have to wait a few days here before we can take him again. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Um the uh, there's uh, Chikorito is someone I have to avoid this week. I'm going to fade him until West Ham decide they're going to play one up front with just him. And considering Andy Carroll, who I'll talk about in about five seconds here, uh, is so elite, uh, Chikorito just isn't effective with the two strikers. Uh, I like your Chris Wood pick. Uh, Joe Hart's just a brutal keeper, so he's going to let a goal in. Chris Wood's too cheap. Uh, I, I really like Antonio a lot, the Michael Antonio from West Ham. Uh, I think West Ham are hidden gems this week, and at 6K on DraftKings as a midfielder or a forward, I really like that price range to explode this week, and uh, Antonio's sitting right in there. He's someone that can easily uh, get two goals without uh, causing too much trouble. Richardson's someone that you can take in cash, but I, I won't be touching him at all this week. I like that his salary just keeps hanging around the 6-7K range in DraftKings, but uh, against Arsenal, I'm, I would rather take the uh, Peter Cech side of things than Richardson. Uh, Andy Carroll is one of my favorite striker plays this week. He's seen 90 minutes again. He is in the world. He is a world-class talent. He just hasn't been in his best form the last couple of years. If you take a look at his scores the last few weeks, he's managing around five to six shots every game. So he's clearly due for some progression here in the goal front. Uh, at 5.9K on DraftKings, I don't know how you ignore that, even in cash, uh, because he's getting he's getting the same amount of shots Richardson's taking. Uh, and Richardson's a cash gem, so it gives you an idea where Andy Carroll is at. On top of that, Andy Carroll's talent is uh, he's a physical beast. He scores lots of goals. He has. Um, I, I, I don't know how to avoid Andy Carroll this week. He's someone I'm going to be going way overboard on. Uh, depending who Huddersfield start, uh, if Mooney starts, I'm probably not going to go with him. But Deforte is one of those guys that's obscenely cheap again and uh, makes no sense uh, at 4.4K, seeing 90 minutes against the Swansea team, who who are are defensive uh, strong, defensively strong. I just don't uh, see that as a bad GPP play. Um, but my favorite forward play this week is going to be Jermaine Defoe on Bournemouth. At 4.6K, Jermaine Defoe played about eight seasons for Tottenham in the past. He was, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the term, whenever you're, you're a gem, you come from there, everyone loves you. He, he, he was a big deal for Tottenham for a few years there. And uh, Josh, uh, Josh King uh, injured himself, his hamstring, with uh, the international. I think he plays in Norway uh, over the international break. So Defoe coming in at 4.6K 
should see 90 minutes playing his old team at uh, Wembley. Uh, there's a lot to look at that game. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to be so heavy on uh, Spurs for a clean sheet bonus. You're going to be able to sneak the foe in there. And he has the ceiling to score two, two goals. Uh, I, I don't think he will. I'll be happy if he scores one goal. But uh, if he gets two goals, don't be surprised. Uh, uh, one more guy, too, is uh, if uh, Chelsea happened to start a bunch of discount players, Masanda is another player I'm going to be taking some looks at at 4.4K. Uh, the, the prices down there are really appealing. But I, I'm not touching Andre Gray. Uh, a lot of people love him, and I'm not into it at all. Uh, not a fan. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, uh, that is my forwards. Awesome. You heard it here. The man likes a bunch of forwards and he loves Bournemouth. Man, what's going to happen if Bournemouth wins? You're going to have a lot of money in your account. Yeah, I mentioned that in my uh, my article this week. You'll be able to see it there. But uh, this this could very well be one of those weeks you look back and say, man, I love GPPs. They are awesome. Yeah, I agree. Soccer is a pure GPP sport for me. I just, you know, it's very varying and random so all the goal scoring opportunities make it for a gpp sport but that's about that about does it for our episode of uh this epl episode of foul balls you can catch us on twitter or in our slack at rotopros.com please join if you're you know interested in subscribing check out the website we have tons of content from various sports but that about does it for this week. We'll catch you guys next week. Hope everyone does well and, you know, everything pans out with our suggestions. See ya. Good luck, everyone. Bye-bye.